the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. Well, welcome to Simply for Women. I'm so glad you stayed with the show because I have Teresa Montoya here with me today. And we're excited. We're going back over her life, talking about the ups and the downs. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's really so a pleasure. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, I want to hear all about you. Uh, we were talking on the break about you're a law major, um, how you lost your mother. There's so much to pack mm-hmm. into the show. But let's start back at the beginning uh, of your life What and just share your story with us. Well, um, the beginning of my life, I lived a, a very charmed life. I grew up on a little barrier island, a little town called Indy Atlantic, Florida, and everything you can imagine before tourism hit, that was my life. The beautiful beaches, Mm. um, I had a stay-at-home mom, she loved the Lord, um, and she instilled in us from a very young age a very deep respect for the Lord. Um, And we always knew, she always taught us we could go to the Lord for for anything. if there was nobody else, you you can always go to God. And uh, she was very strict. She was Italian. Um, we had to wear dresses all the time. And I can remember visiting a church, and I said, well, the other girls are allowed to wear pants. And she said, look, you're going to grow up and go on dates one day, and you're going to dress to the nines for your boyfriend. She said, that's the very least you can do for the Lord. <laughs> and <laughs> that's how she was. Wow. I love it. I mean, Florida Beach's a stay-at-home mom. It sounds like she was very caring and really wanted to pass along the Lord to you. Have you held on to that throughout your life? Um, I I, I have held on to it loosely until the the last few years. Um, Things took a sudden turn for the worse. Um, She got very sick. Um, Turns out she had been born with a heart defect. Mm-hmm. Um, she had rheumatic fever when she was a child, and after the birth of my little my baby sister, she got very sick, and she um, needed a heart transplant, which they did not have back then, and she just died. Mm-hmm. And um, oh. my yeah yeah it was it was as a matter of fact she died the day she was supposed to come home, and oh. they had given her another year or two to live. So it was just you know it was a shock, and. Um, my dad, um, she was the buffer between us girls. There were three of us and my dad. My dad had a drinking problem. Um, and, uh, they used to, they argued a lot and, um, they were actually getting ready to get divorced, um, which I didn't know till after she died. They stayed together because she got sick and we were going to move to Philadelphia. That's where her family was from, but that didn't happen. And, um, my dad's drinking became much worse. And, um, life, it was, um, it was really just like a culture shock. You know, um, my mom was the type of mom dinner was on the table every night at five o'clock. You know, we set the table, we we cleaned up. She was very, um, very involved. 
and uh, life wasn't like that anymore. Um, it was to an extent, but it became my responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I was 11 years old, almost oh. 12, mm-hmm. and I had two little sisters and a dad who sometimes didn't come home at night. And you were the parent and, um, then. I, I was. Um, I can remember one time he he, he was drunk, and uh, he took he gave me a $50 bill and took me and my little sister to the grocery store. And she was in preschool at this time, and uh, she's about three. And we went in the grocery store. He dropped us off and went to the bar where I shopped. And she looked at me, and she goes, Teresa, she said, there's my little friend from school. I don't remember her name. And she said, can I call you mommy? So she thinks I have a mommy like she has a mommy. Mm. Wow. So, yeah. So I, yeah. So I had a huge, huge responsibility to my, to my little sisters. Um, he was very abusive to me, very Mm. mean, expected a lot out of me and beatings were pretty much daily. And so Usually before, when he, I would hear his truck pull up in the driveway, I would oh, hide my sister. that's horrible. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I would so hide that. sorry. And, um, well, you know, it was what it was. And, you know, I, I won't dwell a whole lot on that. But God did bring my father and I to a place where I could forgive him. And when he died, um, I was the one with him and prayed, prayed with him. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget. He looked at me and he said, I don't, he, I don't feel like I deserve to go to heaven. I've been this horrible, horrible person. Mm. Um, he apologized for how he was and, and when he quit drinking, things got better, but we never had that close relationship. But I can remember God gave me the words and I looked at him. I said, you know, Jesus's best friends, you know, weren't the greatest. His disciples weren't the greatest. I mean, Peter was a foul mouth fisherman. Just God, God will forgive you. And I prayed with my dad and he died. Oh, that's incredible. You know, Mm. So, um, and I was the only one in there with him. And I thought, wow, I'm sure there's a story in this or a revelation somewhere down the line. What a, that really is a fairy tale ending to such a story that your dad made it to heaven, that you were the one to lead him to Christ. What great faith that took on your part and to forgive at that level. But you, you had said on the break that he divorced you at 16. Is that right? He, what does that he mean? He did. That means I was emancipated. Um, as I got older, when he quit drinking, um, he started going to AA. The final, um, what, he finally quit drinking. He had beat me so bad that a neighbor finally got involved. Because back then, people didn't get involved. I'm 58. And um, when the police came, he pulled a gun on the sheriff. Oh, and wow. um, that was the last time he drank. They ended up, um, he almost, I mean, they had him on the ground with their gun to the back of his neck. And that was the last time he drank. Um, but our relationship by then I had had so much freedom, even though he required a lot of me, um, taking care of the, you know, our home and my sisters, he wasn't there a lot. Right. So I started hanging out with bad kids, you know, smoking pot on the beach, you know, smoking cigarettes, sneaking out. And so when he decided when he quit drinking that all of that was going to change, I decided it wasn't. And um, so I got pretty out of control, and um, we went to court, and I don't know what the judge was thinking. Um, I had got a job as a nanny for another family, and the judge felt like I was emotionally stable and mature enough to be emancipated. So you were 16. I was You were emancipated. You had two two siblings, and you now live with another family, and you work for them. 
I did. And they just, and, and, and that was just a horror show. They just took advantage of me and they let me do whatever I wanted as long as I was a free babysitter. And so, um, what you happened know, to your four, sisters? You know, um, they, they moved out young, but they had a much better relationship with my dad. They had the benefit of him being sober because mm-hmm. he got remarried, you know, and, um, her and I didn't get along, you know, real well. Um, and, uh, they didn't have the greatest life cause he just wasn't, my dad was a great guy. He wasn't a great dad. If mm. that makes any sense at all, mm. you know, everybody liked my dad. He had a, a wonderful personality. He just wasn't a good dad. Yeah. You know, so, so you're, you're um, nannying with this family. Mm-hmm. kind and of then, living wild on the edge. Um, yes. When does then, Christ come into the picture? Well, um, I had gone to church off and on, you know, through this time. My grandmother, um, she had been um, in Mormonism, and she was witness to and started going to a church. It's in Melbourne, Florida, called the Tabernacle Church. Um, Jamie Buckingham was the pastor there, and he used to be the editor of Charisma Magazine. Mm-hmm. And um, so she started going there and just had, I guess, a great salvation experience. And so she would bring, when she could get a hold of us girls, she would bring us with her. And we were just horrified because we had only ever been to a Catholic or Methodist church. So there were people worshiping and mm-hmm. <laughs> clapping mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and um, uh, yeah, but I felt something. Beautiful. Right. I I felt something. I don't know what it was I felt. And grandma couldn't really teach me because she was new to a a fuller gospel type experience. Um, But I still was very drawn to the world, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But that's when this back and forth with me and the Lord started. At at 17, I decided I was done with Florida. Um, I was going to hitchhike across the United States. And that's how I made it to Kentucky. Um, Wow. (laughs) yeah hitchhike at 17 i mean that would be really dangerous today it It was dangerous then Mm -hmm. but but not so much back then and you know i look back in hindsight and just see where god had um nice people in the right places they may not have all been christian people but nice people you know and so i made it to kentucky and i met a guy and um we ended up getting married and um when I got married is when I started thinking about the Lord again, like, Oh, I'm going to have a kid. You know, I have to rate, I have to raise this child. Right. And, um, Kentucky was a culture shock compared to Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, my husband came from a a kind of poor family. They're very country. Um, very, uh, (laughs) um, I, I mean, like I had seen things I had never seen before. Like, um, if, like one brother got mad at another brother and they were drinking beer, one would pull a gun. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> did they have shoes on and did they have an outhouse? <laughs> and, uh, well, they had a well, I can tell you that. And all the sinks were, like, brown from the well water. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they lived right on the river. <laughs> um, so I talked to my husband and I said, I don't know if I want to raise my daughter, you know, or, our child or around this. I think I want to be back around my sisters and my grandma and maybe try again with my family. And he, he agreed and he knew he needed to get away from some of the influences. And so we loaded up our 64 Chevy pickup truck with as much as we could. 
Mm. Talk about Beverly Hillbillies. (laughs) We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be. Simply be with God. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.